0: And that like picked me up a little bit, made me giggle. And then I was like, wait, Olga, you forgot. You actually don't give a fuck about what people think, which is true. Okay, I care. I said earlier, I'm an empath and I'm sensitive. Of course I care. I care about everyone. But really?
1: definitely want to talk to you about.
0: Yes, let's do it outside of the podcast that we're doing, right? Or is it about the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to talk about anything. No, well, <laughs>
1: well, we could talk about anything, but I wanted to tell you I'm going to order this book called uh, "Drug Use for Grownups." Ooh! And uh, as soon as I was like looking at it, I thought of you. I said, "I gotta, I gotta tell Ogle about this book because I think that." Uh, <laughs> She'd probably be interested in this book. <laughs> What's
0: wrong? What? <laughs> I just think it's a really funny thing. You know, I saw this book about adult drug use and I yeah. thought of you. It it makes me laugh because on one hand, I do pride myself that this is the association that you've had with me. But, you know, I, I do find it funny. You're not the only one. <laughs>
1: Well, I found it good for me, too. Like there are other, I was like, wow, this, I need to read this book because I'm interested in the point of view of this author, Dr. Carl Hart, who studies drug use, is a, a, a pretty regular taker of a variety of drugs and essentially is trying to change the narrative of drug use as an adult and that uh, basically that how we've been um how drugs have been how would i put this promoted to society has not been done properly or or how drugs have been torn down or the say hey you know certain things are bad and this and that has not been done properly so i was like oh i got to read this i want to because as an adult who has partaken in many different substances i'm curious when somebody provides a different point of view about drugs
0: yeah, I really want to read the book because I, the part that really resonated with me is how drugs aren't talked about almost like in the right way. I think that there's a lot of things, especially right now, like um, MDMA, there are yeah. therapies for people with PTSD that have helped people overcome a lot of trauma when they come back from uh, overseas being in combat and the trauma that their brain and their body goes through that they carry with them. And many of these people struggle for many, many years. And when they find this therapy, they want to tell everyone about it. But there's this negative connotation with drug use that a lot of people don't aren't They aren't willing to hear the good side of it, so I'm very curious how you said you just ordered it.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually about to order it, but I had heard this guy um, on a podcast speaking. Some of it's a little wild. I think maybe some of his point of views, but he also thinks that you know how we've been told that certain drugs are terrible for you or this thing is bad is really just a propaganda by, you know, government agencies and things that just saying like, hey, weed's terrible for you or psychedelics, like this is a schedule one, you know, stuff you and I have talked about kind of offline, you know, but I think intelligently speaking about it is really important because I think what has happened is we associate, when I say we as society, we, we associate people who are doing things like weed or psychedelics as these are losers, quote unquote, or they're just not being productive at all. When I think, I don't think that's true, generally speaking, because I, I know a lot of people partake in those substances and they're extremely uh, productive, successful, high functioning, high achieving people in life. And in fact, you wouldn't even know that they did these things. And so I think it's this awakening to the idea that are we looking at drug use the right way? are And are we very, or are we just so totally primed for the pump for what has been taught in the 80s or this, whatever, you know, like what's been pushed to, you know, people have grown up in our generation and things of that nature, you know?
0: Absolutely. You know, I do think that, we have an unbalanced view of drugs just in general. So many people think that they just view the negative side of it. I think everything in life has a negative and a positive, and it's definitely in everyone's benefit to try and explore the good stuff. Um, I mean, with weed, there's so many things that the states that have made it legal in America have benefited from um, so much money is going to education systems in those states. It's unprecedented, and in times like a pandemic, where everyone had to switch to remote learning, the states that are suffering the most are the ones that have poor education systems in place. There are some states that have less than um, forty per, uh fifty percent of full time. Uh, teachers on staff and it's so much harder to do things remotely that if they had more resources, how can that be bad? And this is all coming from recreational marijuana, you know? So I think that that's just like on a very basic level. I think there are also ways that it benefits people that do take these drugs for things that they are dealing with in their daily life. I know there are people who have found various um, methods of dealing with, like, side effects of MS, which can be debilitating at points. So I think we owe it to everybody to have these conversations because there's too much negative narrative going on and it's been fed for so long that how much of it is really the reality? I'd be curious to know.
1: I'd be curious too, because I think that like for me, like when I was in my twenties, I had this, this mind frame that, you know, anybody who like, you know, was doing edibles, smoked weed and all this stuff like those that, you know, these are lazy people. And, you didn't get anything done in life and you know, you don't need to do that stuff. But then in like my thirties, I was like, Okay, you know, am I being told the you know, the full story about all of this? And then I started like partaking in it and enjoying it, you know, for a variety of things. And I started saying, Man, this there's something here that's different and that I'm not being told the full picture of these things. And the same thing with psychedelics. And once I delved into that, I said the same thing. There's something here that that I think people are not being told. And then now as you're seeing as all these states are legalizing, and I I truly believe that uh, if uh, many people actually did psychedelics, we wouldn't be dealing with all this garbage that we're dealing with all the time. And craziness, because people would be so much chiller, and they would be actually see the world in a very different way. If responsible use of some of these things, I'm maybe you know somebody listening this may be like, "That's crazy." I'm like, "Yeah," but I used to think that was crazy too. But it's easy to think something's crazy if you never really dive deep into understanding it. And I think a lot of people do that; they make assumptions about things without really trying to understand it.
0: You know. I agree. You know, it's interesting because I used to think the same thing about smoking weed, um, drugs. Uh, I grew up in in a school system that taught D.A.R.E. And so anti-drug drug yep. programs came into my school and I was fed that information that drugs are bad. And I, you know, you go to school, you just kind of, take all this information from people that like are authority fi- figures and they're feeding you information you supposedly are supposed to know to be, uh, some sort of productive, responsible adult when you grow up. But then you go into the real world and that's not really the hundred percent, the reality. Um, I went to college and like people smoked weed and it was like, a social thing and people were still so productive and people still like no one was a bad person you know there's these connotations that drug users are bad people they're terrible to their friends they're like they steal and I would encounter the opposite I would find people that yeah. are the most incredible beautiful people that are most giving that are most kind and that's when I started thinking like how much of that information that I was fed was really true and I think that's the important part is questioning like how much of this is the reality um, I think especially when we start thinking in absolutes that's where things get a little dangerous you know, nothing is ever black and white. There's a lot of gray in the real world.
1: Most definitely. Completely. And I think as you owe it to yourself as a growing adult to not be stagnant in your ideas about things and to, and check into, which is like why for me, like, you know, you hear all this crazy stuff with news and stuff and all these extremist things i look into it i go okay well let me see what these guys are talking about just so i am up to date on what what is this craziness you know and and you dig into it and you start understanding the psychology of it and all those things obviously we've gone through a crazy year and we're seeing all the highlight of a lot of extremist ideas and groups I've not been one to like shy away from understanding those groups. I usually dive in and go, okay, I want to see why are people thinking about these things? Why are they giving their life to like what seems to be really crazy ideas and stuff? And often from my background, my education, I often see just a lot of really hurt people, a lot of lonely people who get swept up into things. Uh, They're lonely. They need something to believe in. Humans are pack animals essentially. And so it's really sad when you're watching kind of extremism take over and ideas for people. Um, but again, you can see that extremism and how people look at drug use. And like, if you tell somebody, I remember for years, like I would not tell my parents that I liked weed years and psychedelics. And then, uh, I was like, you know what? Why am I being weird about this? Like, I'm just going to tell them I'm 40 years old. This was a couple years ago. I'm like, why? I shouldn't be too worried about this. You know what I mean? Like, and I told them and they were like, well, you know, whatever. It's your life. You do your thing and stuff. And and I think it was, you You just got to allow people to make the journey and learn about things, immerse themselves in ideas. Hopefully you take those ideas and they're saying ideas and they're ideas that make sense. And that you could incorporate in your life to make become more enlightened and be better, the danger is sometimes when you get into these ideas that are completely nuts, and then people go down with rabbit holes, but these kind of extremist ideas about whatever politics or drug use, you have to be very careful careful in that and and how you're walking through that, you know
0: you know, I think the interesting connection there is. You're talking about earlier about how if more people explored some sort of, you know, controlled drug use, they would be a little bit more chilled out. They would see the world from different point of views. I think that's where like it would be helpful with what we're dealing with, because I think so many people are so lonely and they I believe that like you said we are we are meant to run in a pack and people are feeling mm-hmm. so isolated and when you are so isolated you get angry because you are just missing that connection so much that it sounds crazy a little bit I think to say that if you had explored. You know, using psychedelics, you can see ways to deal with that in a different way, and I just—I feel like it connects you more to people because you have unspoken bond almost.
1: I totally agree. I. I, well, we've said this before, kind of, in the other things that we do. I was like, I just wish everybody would take psychedelics one time. I mean, you would think a lot; you wouldn't be so angry about stuff. You wouldn't, you wouldn't worry about like all these foolish things. You'd be more connected to, you know, your spiritual side of you. You'd be, think more about. You'd be more loving. I never met anybody that was doing like psilocybin and things that it wasn't more benevolent to other people, kinder saw the world in a more uh in a more peaceful, more blissful existence. They weren't, they're not angry. You know, it's that's why I used to always laugh when people would say like, oh, weed's a gateway drug. I'm like, how do you know that? Well how I mean <laughs> how do you know that? Often the people rail against it have never done it. They've never done it. It's true. I mean, I'm how can I say that like I think skydiving's stupid if I've never skydived. You know, I'm like, I don't know. You know, but it's often people who have never allowed themselves to have this controlled experience of these substances, they go, "Oh, that's bad." Okay. Well, you're up there drinking a six-pack of Coors Light every day and saying, "Well, you're taking drugs." You know, I'm just drinking alcohol. What are you talking about? <laughs> like it's crazy so, to me. It's so hypocritical.
0: I'm going to, I don't love playing this part, but I am going to play devil's advocate for a moment. Okay. I do usually say the devil does not need a lawyer, but I think in this conversation, I think we owe to explore the other side a little bit, just like we said earlier. Um, even though there is a pandemic going out there, we cannot deny that there's still an opioid crisis in America. And I think that it's important to talk about, like there are dangerous drugs out there and it can be a slippery slope, but we're not talking about drugs like that. Um, No. Yes. I, I just think it's important to note, but people who have experienced addiction and either in their lives or have been impacted by it are going to have that view of drugs overall sometimes. So what do you say to that?
1: They're going to have a view of drugs about um, like the addiction aspect of it?
0: Exactly. Addiction and that it does have these negative impacts on people and their lives. Um, because, you know, even people who do psychedelic drugs, they can take it too far and it becomes a problem.
1: Yeah, I think. No, I think that's real. Uh, but that is definitely addiction is a real thing. Addiction is real in many aspects of life. Um there are many drugs in life that are not what most people would think are drugs and many drugs. In this instance, you know, if you can have one conversation about these drugs are addictive, I could have the same conversation about your addiction to love and uh. what it does to your brain. There are some people who are addicted to love. They just serially get in love because they love the dopamine, serotonin hit that they get from that in their brain from that. There are people who are addicted to eating, They're, and this is a very low amount of people. There are people who are addicted to exercise because the release of dopamine and serotonin is much more efficient and fit people than it oh. is to people who are untrained for that. So what's a drug and what isn't a drug? You tell me. You know, it's it's a variety of things. There's an addiction level on many things. So, yes, opioids, totally true. There's a huge crisis, huge crisis with that. But I think like in what you're saying, we have to we have to tell people that all these things are not lumped in together. Yes, we can't just like lump just because it says it's schedule one by the government doesn't mean weed and psychedelics are heroin and cocaine and you know it's but we lump all these things together. I could say I could say that's you know that gambling is a schedule 1 drug. There's that is, in the DSM-4 recently gambling addiction was in there. Is that a schedule 1 drug because you're not taking it in your or ingesting it or sticking it in your knee in your um in your skin but you can't stop spending your paycheck gambling. Like, shouldn't that be a schedule one? drug is <laughs> yeah. ruining people's lives before that it's true what I'm just saying is we have different we have different ideas about what we deem to be bad and what we deem to be good, and that I have a problem with, and i I could totally see the addiction side of many things, and it's true there is that, but we have to stop lumping all these things together. I think it's true. That's it, Olga. That's what you got.
0: <laughs> that is what I got. You know, I did not realize I was signing up for such a serious conversation. Um
1: Well, listen, is, it is what you. it is, so, man.
0: No, I I hear ya. I think it's so great to have this like Joe Brogan-esque podcast about drugs. Um <laughs> I Brogan. think it's true. Um, don't you think?
1: I mean, I wasn't thinking about it that way. I just literally thought I saw this book and I was wanted to talk to you about it. That's all I was thinking about.
0: <laughs> it, you know, like well,
1: I mean, I don't know what the other stuff is. I just know that how I think about it would you and I have discussed many, many times about that, but uh, yeah, we transition off of it, you know?
0: absolutely, absolutely you know i I just think the part that really resonated with me with what you said was. It gives you a different perspective. Like, especially with psychedelics, it helps you notice some of the things in the world that we are just too bombarded by constant information to see. Like the way the trees move, <laughs> the leaves. Yes, on oh my the gosh. Ground. Yes. You know, like it's the little things and We really don't think about just how much more information we have in front of us on a minute-by-minute basis compared to anyone who lived our age 100 years ago. There are no cell phones. Like, people did, like, regular mail. If someone was dating and they moved away, they wrote letters to each other. And waited forever to hear back. Like they had to do something with that time and that angst. And instead, now everything is just compounded and we're just bombarded all the time. And it helps you kind of step out of that just for a brief moment. Take yourself out of that and I don't know, help yourself get through this thing called life. I don't know. It's a it's a marathon. It's going to it's a long thing. I want to be here forever. Sometimes life gets you down and you need a little pick me up to help you see the light. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, of course. I think it's uh it's a larger conversation. I know you're going to get on me about this probably, but it's a larger conversation about being yourself in my opinion. About, oh, I'm sorry. Did you hey,
0: say I'm going to get on your case about it? Or are you going to get on, on my no, case no, about
1: it? No, I'm going to get on your case, damn it. About it. <laughs> it's a larger conversation about being yourself in and, and a sense of like, hey, people are hiding some of the things they're doing because of the stigma that people have about things. And you could remove controlled drug use and all that. It could be anything. It could be a person's sexual orientation. You know, their gender, whatever it is, is that I feel like sometimes for people, they're always hiding pieces of themselves because of what they think other people will say about them. Mm. And it's something I've made a very conscious effort in the last five years of my life was like, I, you know, whatever. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna hear me talk about my usage of this. You're gonna hear me talk about my thoughts about these things, whole things. But listen, what you see is what you get. I'm not going to give you some social media character or some idea of a person you think I am. No, this is who I actually am for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just bit people just being themselves. Listen, if you like to go out and have a good time and enjoy yourself, you shouldn't be told you're bad because you like to recreationally enjoy yourself sometimes and do some things that other people might deem to not be the best thing for you when they don't even know anything about it. Absolutely.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can relate to that so much. One, one of the reasons you and I connected was because I put myself on a personal development journey a couple of years ago and started embracing Mm -hmm. myself. And I, if anything, for 2021, I made a bigger commitment to become more of myself because who I am is so much part of my work and what I do. And everything in life that the more I embrace myself, everything just gets better. Um, that's definitely one of the reasons you and I connected. Um, yeah. And I, a lot of my friends are from the neighborhood in the neighborhood that I lived in for eight, nine years, I'm losing track already, but we all hang out at the local bars. And like some people f- past judgment on that and it's like what do you even know about that these are some of the closest people I've become connected to um I know these are people I can count on it's not just about us like hanging out at a bar and drinking it's a bonding experience So I can totally relate to, like, people passing judgment and being like, oh, you go out and drink at bars and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, what do you know about that? Like, have you ever actually done that?
1: Yeah. I've had some incredible conversations about uh, time travel, space, and stuff at bars, man. It's been pretty fun. You and
0: I also have had some drinks remotely and had some amazing conversations.
1: Yes, and everybody, Olga's hilarious. I'm not joking. Like Olga, this is like very toned, a little bit toned down. Olga, but still, like when
0: listen, you get Olga
1: going, Olga's hilarious. I'm telling you,
0: I am hilarious. This is 100% you are true. Yes, I am owning it. I am funny. It's just listen. We started with <laughs> a very serious topic. It takes me a moment sure. to warm up. Maybe, in the next fifteen minutes, I'll get a bit of my future stand up going. We'll see how it
1: goes. <laughs> so you, you I, that's interesting when we talked a different time, you said you were kind of trying to get into stand up or something like that i where well, did that come from
0: actually i so it's funny, just like embracing who you are and like this personal development journey I've been on that I've mentioned i when I was a kid. What I really wanted to do was be a performer. I, like, I didn't want to be just a dancer, singer. I was like, I want to do it all. I want to entertain people. Um, at some point, my mom said to me, like, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm an empath. And she at one point was like, people like you get eaten alive by people in, in like, entertainment. You wouldn't survive it. And I, like, told myself this is true. Speaking of things, what, like, how we rate them, whether they're real or not in our lives. Then fast forward to my 20s, I did 10 years of accounting, did my boring job. And then when I started my business, I started embracing more of myself and like figuring out, like, what is it that I want? Um, What is it that I want to build? What kind of impact I want to leave in the world? And I realized how much of myself was involved with what I was building. So I had to like start embracing myself. And then I realized, man, I'm fucking funny. Like I am funny all the time. Yeah. And that's like who I was as a kid. So at first it really became like, I'm going to embrace my inner kid and become like, like do more fun stuff, be more playful, have more adventures. And then I like realize like I still want to entertain people and I am really good at it. And sometimes I'll go on these like tirades and make people laugh and I enjoy it so much that I've decided that my 30s are going to be a giant practice run for all the stand up I'm going to do in my 40s. I just have a lot of shit to get through in my 30s. I think it's a great goal that by my forties I'll have like a stand up to actually perform. It's a good goal. I mean, I think it'll be be pretty
1: fun. Yeah,
0: I know you watch.
1: Like when I get, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? (laughs) I just because like the other day, this is this is hilarious. So Oga and I record semi regularly, like you know, usually once a week, once every two weeks, we have kind of this thing. Endless Productions, aka it's complicated. We got a lot of names for it and stuff. We're building all this content, and it's funny. So Olga, the other day I was going through it, I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of content here, you know." And I, I kind of label each time we talk, like, "What is this about?" Like, "What is this about?" You know. And the one I started laughing so hard, it was like it was like number four, and. I was reading the title and the title, the whole t- theme of it was Olga doesn't give a fuck, you know, and I was and I started listening to it. I'm telling you, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I,
0: I actually <laughs> told that story recently to someone. You see, I'm telling you, I practice these stories and fine tune them so that one day it becomes a <laughs> perfect story to tell at a party. It was I'll I'll share it. Can I share it? Yeah, share it. Because it's part of our other, but you know. Yeah. So I had the one in-person public speaking situation in 2020. A friend of mine is running for uh, city council and asked me to speak about money at one of her uh, events. I went on the way there. I spun out imposter syndrome got real real it was like oh my gosh I why why did I sign up to do this who am I to be doing this it was really crazy I'm in a car over there and I'm just like I asked the driver several times to turn around but I was like no no we're not gonna do that I can't do that I'm already en route and then I remembered this joke. I don't remember where this joke comes from, but it must be a meme somewhere in the world. It's like, oh, anytime that you feel imposter syndrome, just imagine you have the confidence of a mediocre white man. And that like, picked me up a little bit, made me giggle. And then I was like, wait, Olga, you forgot. You actually don't give a fuck about what people think. Which is true. Okay, I care. I said earlier, I'm an empath and I'm sensitive. Of course I care. I care about everyone. But really, I don't give a fuck what people think. Yes. It's like, (laughs) and that was one of my best qualities when I was a kid. And that is something I'm trying to embrace way more as an adult. It's so freeing. You're like, I actually don't give a fuck what you think. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what you say. Thank you for sharing. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was that episode. Like this is totally that episode.
0: And if uh anyone's listening doesn't know, um, bless your heart is southern code for go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So exactly. So I'm listening to the playback of this, which will be out in the future. Seriously, we're, this whole thing is going to be like uh, a Beyonce album that just drops out of nowhere. That's what it's going to be like.
0: It's going to be litty.
1: It's literally it's just going to be like, oh, it's just like a podcast that came out of nowhere with all this crazy, wild stuff. And I'm listening to it. And it's mainly Olga talking literally the entire time, this whole thing. Because the other name of the show was Darian listens to Olga because half the time Olga's going nuts on this
0: stuff and I am listening to her. But oh, <laughs> so we are working on that, and I am working. We're working it on it on my active listening skills and letting you yes get an, get a word in Edgewise.
1: <laughs> but on this episode, this was like classic Olga. I was crying. I was laughing at it. And it's just like an example of like, you know, letting go and saying, hey, you know, obviously Olga cares. She's not saying that like she doesn't care about anybody. That's that's not that's not it. But there's some there's a freeing nature in saying that also the opposite. like, You know, I can't care too much all the time. You know, like,
0: oh, my gosh, if you're listening and you have been stressed about something just. Go lock yourself in a room. Just be like, I don't give a fuck. It is incredibly <laughs> freeing. Try it. Honestly, like, <laughs> we are so inside ourselves all the time. Yeah. We had, I've, I've known this for a couple of years, Um, but then someone recently brought it up again at a meditation center where I was a couple of weeks ago, and we have forgotten how to breathe properly. Most of us breathe from the shoulders and we are so pent up. We never breathe from our core and fully breathe fully. Let that go and just say, I don't give a fuck. It will be more (laughs) freeing than you realize. And it's also something about the word fuck. It's like, yeah, I don't care just doesn't do it. You know? And it, <laughs> it just does not I don't know. Right. If, if you don't curse, I'm I'm gonna have to think about it for you. I'll come up with something good, but it's gonna take me yeah. a minute. You know yeah. do, do some just the sting ohm. isn't there. Yeah. Maybe an ohm know. meditation it's, could work. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't give a ohm. I mean, what is like <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, it needs to be guttural. That's what it is. You need to feel it in your core. Fuck does it for me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. It's just something about it. Like, and I'll tell you guys, like, so I would say, if you go back in the archives and you listen to Olga, the first time when she was on my podcast and I'd be interested to compare it to this time. Right. We started off kind of heavy. We talked about drug use, controlled drug use, which is something you and I talk about. It's it not is. like I'm doing this. It's not like I'm doing it for this podcast. You and I talk about this off air. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, we're gonna talk about drug use for the podcast. Like that's not, you know, it's not the thing. But I think you'll see like the growth uh in both of us. And I think you'll also be excited about where things could be going with what we're working on, because we're just—I think you see what we're trying to work on is just just being ourselves, is just being open and say, hey, this is just what it is. Sometimes we don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? It's just like it's okay, you know. It's it's really okay. Yeah. You know, oh. you know. I had a question, real quick. Pivoting. Are you into this clubhouse thing? This thing? Have you heard of
0: this? <sighs> hmm. Yes. Yes, well, I,
1: You have an you have some thoughts. You better share them. You better share them with me.
0: I do. I I do have thoughts. Yes, I have opinions. I have opinions always. All right. Honestly, it feels like the next cool kids club. Anything by invite only, I'm always skeptical. Like. That's how the, the kid who put together like the fire Festival wasn't his credit card also invite only like <laughs> I'm, I'm always skeptical of stuff like that. Um, I see the value in building community, but I don't know. I think it's just another fad. I think, for example, you and I have met through LinkedIn essentially. I mean, we met through our podcast, but it was connections through LinkedIn. We have made LinkedIn work for us. I use other social media platforms, but am I poo-pooing Clubhouse for the rest of my life? No. I don't see, like, if people have the time to actually explore it properly, go for it. I think there's a lot of people on social media who do the things that they're doing on there for clout. And clout does not pay. You need to figure out how to monetize your clout. And if you haven't figured out how to do it on LinkedIn, you haven't figured out how to do it on Facebook, how to do it on any of the social media platforms, then honestly, you're just spreading yourself thin. And some of the people that I see moving over to Clubhouse are doing that. I know people who have gone off different paths and build communities off of Twitch, doing live streams, yeah, yeah. building communities that they're still live streaming to LinkedIn. They, are, they don't need Clubhouse. And if, the, if these people were to go and start looking at Clubhouse, how to build the audience there, also moving people to different platforms is incredibly difficult. That platform needs to have a buy-in with the user from the get. So I think people are jumping on it a little quick, but, you know, I haven't played around with it. I see the benefits of it. Um, I am tired of hearing about it. I mean, every other post <laughs> I feel like on Facebook, on on everything, it's about Clubhouse, and I'm so over it. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's it's bad for the brand, for a consumer like me, because once I've been over-bombarded, I, I'm i like, I've had too much. Please leave me alone. I don't care how good you are. Yeah. So unfortunately, Clubhouse would be like one of the last things I ever explore. I'd probably get on TikTok before I'd get onto Clubhouse at this point.
1: I love the perspective. I I was I wanted to hear what you thought about it. I uh, I got invited by someone that I haven't talked to in a really long time, and I was like, okay, you know, I don't, you know, on my side, I don't have anything except for LinkedIn. You know, I just have been really over all of it for a long time. But I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot, and I went on, and uh, I don't think it's terrible or anything. I just don't. I just feel like I don't have a lot of time for it. Like, I don't want to make a lot of time for it. I mean, that's probably the better way to say it. I don't want to make a lot of time for it. Um, Because Let's the whole concept is like getting in the chat rooms, huh?
0: Let's reframe that. It's not a priority for you. Just like it's not a priority for me.
1: It's not a priority for me.
0: That's no. what it is. Yeah. No. I, I mean, think, it seems okay. Uh,
1: it's basically, if you grew up in my era, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was saying, if you grew up in my era of like, you know, chat rooms were pretty big. It's basically a chat room. That's what it is, where people go in and discuss ideas, except it's all audio. And that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just feels like it's coming along at a time where we need another social media app. Like I need a bullet in my head, you know? Uh,
0: yep. I am 100% zoomed out. I am... So ready for in person calls. I go on to house party and play uh, poker with my with my friends on like the phone, you know, just to see each other's faces. It's all cool, but it's just all too much. I I don't know. It could be a different perspective for me because I am in New York. I feel like we all feel very cooped up in our tiny apartments and not being able to go anywhere it's you know i don't i don't need another zoom call you know <laughs> i don't need another i don't need another here's the other thing why do people make everything so long i don't have time for an hour long discussion with no agenda that is going to waste my time i i just you know what? Olga doesn't give a fuck and I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Can we be a little more efficient? Make more, I don't know, just be more productive with our time. Or yeah. not productive, not being not productive is sometimes just as productive.
1: Yeah, exactly. So exactly. complicated.
0: You'll feels- see, guys, this is why we need to sometimes, once in a while, microdose some mushrooms because exactly, like, how, how do you get through this? So many choices all the time, every day, for the rest of your life. I plan on living until 115. That's a lot of days. That's a lot of ups and downs, people. Got to get through it somehow. <laughs>
1: Definitely a lot of ups and downs. By the way, what is going on? Actually, this is a good segue kind of for our last segment here, because it relates a little bit to what we we're talking about. But uh you texted me about voting for you for this. It was like a tattoo thing.
0: Yes. Um, you know, I was- Which exactly was interesting. Because we we're talking about social media, but it does relate to like me coming out of my shell and just being more myself and just having more fun and doing things that like, not just for the business, doing things to make money, like having fun. Um, yes. So, a couple of months ago, I got an advertisement that Ink Magazine was looking for their next cover girl, and that it was a contest, and people get to vote. Uh, for me, so it's not like, oh, you submit photos and you p- get put in front of a panel of judges. It's like a weekly, daily voting situation happening. There's like weekly rounds, you vote daily. Um, so I have a lot of tattoos. Um, I have a lot of gorgeous tattoos. And I thought, why not? I'm not a model, but also I believe doing things out of your comfort zone to eventually get comfortable with them I mentioned earlier like I am embracing this idea of that I want to be some sort of performer entertainer um I want to do more of these things in my life and yet I feel incredibly uncomfortable in front of a camera so I have a friend who um has a nice camera I was like hey let's just do a photo session Just for fun. I mean, hey, if I win, I could be on the cover of the magazine with all my tattoos showing. Very cool. But, you know, it was also like to get out of my shell, have a little bit um, more fun. Is it something that I would normally do? Absolutely not. We talk about how my safe space is this like reserved Olga, but that reserved Olga isn't serving me anymore. So um, I'm also trying to embrace this idea of abundance in my personal life so I can share that idea with the world. And I think that by having more fun in my life, doing things that put me out of my comfort zone, get me closer to that, and what better way to show other people how to live that than by leading by example. So that's how it all started. Um, a long winded way to what we're talking about. So I submitted my photos to Ink Magazine and I got through the first round last week. Now we're in round two nice. of voting. And um, the plan is to get all the way through to the end.
1: It would be amazing. <clears throat> it would be very amazing. It would be, cool. be And I very, was like, very, wow, very look cool. at Olga. Yes. Yeah. I
0: knew,
1: I knew you had tattoos. You know, Olga, you're like mysterious to me because like, you know, I've like FaceTime with you and stuff and we see each other and it's, it's been really funny. And then I see these photos of you. I'm like, I feel like I don't really know what Olga looks like. I've like, this is the first time I've seen what you look like. Kind of, you know.
0: You know, I am a mysterious woman. I have many layers. I have many skills, um, and I honestly just decided to embrace more of it all and share it with the world, and see where that takes me. You know, also this like whole idea of like embracing myself. I, even though I have embraced the tattoo lifestyle, I've definitely shied away from sharing it because I spent so much time in corporate America and told myself like you can't have tattoos for a very long time I told myself I'd I'd get my sleeve once I've quote unquote made it then my dad passed away and when he was passing away he was in hospice and we had our last conversation and he said something along the lines of like life is so short I didn't do anything I wanted with it And that stuck with me. I was like, I don't want to live that. I want to make the most of my life. I want to live my best life every single day. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Olga doesn't give a fuck. So I went and started getting my sleep done. And with that said, though, like 10 years of programming, of like being in corporate America and still sort of hiding my tattoos, I still sometimes struggle with it. So I was like, what's better, what's a better way to just like show it to the world. I mean, it's not the world, but like expose myself on a level that will get me more comfortable with this idea. Cause the reality is this is who I am. My goal by the end of like my life, I want to have as close to a full body suit as I possibly can, you know, like this is who I am. And I want to have less experiences where people see the full me, they see pictures of me and they're like, that's not you because it's all encompassing. I just don't share enough of it with people. So that's, that's what it is in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's great. I mean, obviously you know that I'm a big proponent of you being the Olga that I talk to regularly. And it's all out of love because I genuinely love talking to you and I enjoy the Olga that I get to see and hear. And I think the world needs to be exposed to that as much as possible. And if they don't like it, you just give them the middle finger, man. You know, like, oh, well.
0: (laughs) They tell them, guess what? Olga doesn't give a fuck. Exactly.
1: And- I want you know that for that, all people. Like, if you like that, it's okay.
0: If anyone ever tells you anything like, they don't like you, whatever. There are almost eight billion people on this on this planet. You're just not for this person, so you say, "Cool, not for you." Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. Exactly. I I think you have a great uh, sense of humor. Funny. And um, very easy to chat with, and uh, you know, I said that. I mean, honestly, this is the honest truth. Like, I proposed this uh, podcast idea with Olga. I was pretty drunk, honestly, when I did that. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. I was FaceTiming, was having a great weekend, uh, chatting. I was like, oh, we'll call Olga. She's fun to talk to. And I was pretty hammered, but the funny thing was, we both did not forget about the idea while we were both, you know, having great times. And I was like, no, this is a serious thing. And I may have been hammered, but I, I was I meant it. <laughs> you know, it's like
0: I'm pretty sure the response was <laughs> dope. We're gonna do it. Let's talk about yeah. this in the morning when I'm sober.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's okay, man. You know, it's just and i i'm like man that's why this year i'm doing all these projects with people all these collaborations for my podcast because i just want to spend more time with people i have a good time with i want to deepen those relationships and i want to just i want to have a good time and i'm not going to i'm not going to be into this oh man it's no good nothing's good i'm like yeah there's a lot of not good going on in the world but man there's also a lot of great things and funny things you gotta want to see that too. It's it to me. It feels like we're seeing all the terrible stuff, and it's real. There's a lot of bad stuff. I would never minimize that, but you can't look at that and not see that there's joy and silver linings and things too. And getting drunk and talking to some friends is actually hilarious. It's actually a fun time. It's how I, we, I highly recommend. How we made it. friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't care if like some like oh. Listen, it's funny, and it was a great time. I'm at my house. You're at your place. We're 3,000 miles away having a drunk phone call. It was hilarious. Oh, my God, it was hilarious.
0: And you know what? That is how the secret podcast project got started. Yeah. We are like, these calls are amazing. I'm hilarious. Yeah. You're pretty good, too. (laughs) We I'm got the are going. Oh, come yeah. on! Don't do that. No, Don't I'm not funny. My friend like that. Oh, stop it! <laughs> stop. I
1: listen to you be funny primarily. That's what it is.
0: All right. So you're my Padwan.
1: Padawan.
0: Uh, you'll, <laughs> <get, one. laughs> you, you'll get funny one day if you. One day you'll be funny. Me. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you be funny. Yeah, I follow you, and I'll be funny. Yeah.
0: A little taster of what it's like.
1: What's the? This is the taster. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. I lost it for a second. I like zoned out for like three, four (laughs) seconds. I was like, I'm. I mean, I'm completely with it. It's. it's, I just zoned out, man.
0: What is happening?
1: It's like that story I told you the other day. About when uh, my my buddies are around, and I just lost like ten minutes of my life. Like I completely lost ten minutes. Like I don't know where those ten minutes are. Honestly, I really don't know.
0: Maybe one day you'll find them. Microdosing on some yeah. of terms. <laughs>
1: I'll be mean, like, they're back. I finally <laughs> I remember what know. happened to those ten minutes.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Or you will get gain an hour doing some time traveling like I did one year. I did some time zone traveling no. in the North and Southern Hemisphere one year between the changes of the seasons, and I ended up gaining an hour because I did it twice. It was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow. I, uh, listen, I'm so excited. If,
0: if anyone thinks anything is impossible... It's impossible as an opinion, y'all. I made time travel happen, and that will be a different chat one day.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a different chat. I This is the first I'm hearing of this, but this gives you an idea of kind of like what these other conversations are like. Because like Olga, you know, she'll send me, like she sends me this album, and she's like, if you listen to this, you'll astrally project. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm down, you know. Check it out. Like, that's the type of stuff that we're talking about. It's pretty funny.
0: And then, hold on. And then he doesn't listen to the whole thing and is like, it didn't work. I did. Like, oh, you have <laughs> to listen to the whole 45 minutes from the beginning to end. What do you mean it didn't work? You didn't do it right, buddy.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's actually true. It didn't work. <laughs> I admit it. It didn't work, Don't Olga. Work. I listened Don't to one that song. That <laughs>
0: homework for next actually, time. Actually, the music
1: was pretty good, too. Yeah. It was good.
0: <laughs> listen, listen. You gotta do it. Okay.
1: Alright. I want to actually astr- project. I'm Now I'm into the idea. I am.
0: It's, it, it it was a cool experience. I only did it once. I'll do it again.
1: Well, apparently you've time traveled, but we'll leave that to another time. Olga, it's been a pleasure. We'll be speaking soon. Oh,